Yo! Tick tock, tick tock, man. The podcast is now on the clock. <laughs> man, we back on it, man. Look, hey, who would I be if I didn't have to address it, man? First off, salute to every single person rocking with us. Salute to every single person kicking it. We started this thing off booming, banging, in a hurry. Um, 24 hours for the first advance period, damn near, man. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all, man. Uh, we, we moved through uh, free agency pretty well. I didn't have to strike anybody. This is what I'm talking about, man. This is this is just this is what it's all about: holding each other accountable and uh, keeping the brand rolling and moving and grooving. So, there are a couple of topics we're gonna talk about on this podcast, man. And um, I'm excited to talk about them. I'm excited, at least you know, there's a couple things I wanted to hear about. What's the strongest divisions one? Uh, the Panthers, which I was talking with somebody yesterday. The Panthers are a unique organization. Some of the trades that have happened in the league. So right now, man, let's just kick some of these trades that have happened and. And it's been some crazy deals that have hit the wall. I mean, from watching the Dallas Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers swap names but keep locations uh, to guys flipping guys that they're getting to get other guys to a lot of picks moving. There are a lot of guys that got a lot of picks right now. I know the Chargers sitting pretty with a lot of picks. And um, they, 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 they've got a lot of players and traded a lot of players. And the Vikings have traded for so many X-Men, man. What's the result of that? You know, and, and this is some intriguing things that, that we got going on. So um, gonna, I'm going to go through uh, a couple trades that stood out to me um, as interesting, you know, dynamic. Uh, I'm sure you have your own that, that stood out to you. But uh, I think that, um, that, that Seattle... Falcons trade is probably one of the biggest trades that have happened so far in LML this year. Why is that? I think not just because of the cap penalties ensued. I mean, if you look at them, it's outrageous. These guys are going to definitely work some magic next year with those large cap penalties. But the success that they've had post that trade has been phenomenal. I think you're looking at Seattle giving up Russell Wilson, um, gaining Dion, Dion for a defensive punch, and actually doing really well. He's only allowed three points in two games so far. So the defense is definitely standing up, and they're showing out with Bobby Wagner and Deion Jones on that side. Offensively, they put up almost 78 points so far, and, and that's that's a phenomenal number in itself as well. Uh, and that's that's second highest in the league right now for current games played right behind the Chiefs, who they're in their own world right now with that offense. But getting Matt Ryan to come out, plug and play, do what Jacoy wants him to do, and then going into – Atlanta and Atlanta Dawson we know he likes to have a quarterback that can move and groove a little bit going out and getting a Russell Wilson the dynamic Russell Wilson that comes out and do, does his thing that's good for the Falcons and the Falcons um should should look to do really well uh moving forward their first game was 31 to 13 a big victory taking on the uh, X-Men Vikings we'll call them the X-Men Vikings they got talent for days man and we'll do a quick review over their roster as well but the, the the Vikings have made a bunch of bunch of trades man bunch of trades but they still sit with a 36 points for and a 38 points against they're still trying to figure it out when you invest that much into that defense man that defense needs to show up and right now it's not playing as advertised but they got a lot of X-Men on the field so on paper they look like the favorite but so far Action hasn't really said much, but a good bounce back victory by Jalen beating the Packers, who had just beat the Bears by 50. They was 50. It was a 50 something point, the 40 something point game. Now look, Jalen wins 23 to seven. So therefore, the defense has showed up this week. They bounced back. I would say they're gaining chemistry. Chemistry is gained, and when chemistry is gained, teams get scary. So maybe the Vikings just need a week to kind of fill each other out, switch some lockers, lockers around, and say, hey man, I'm you and you're you. Um, but overall, man, the Vikings look stout. Um, they've got, like I said, X-Men all over the field. It's going to be an interesting team to play and see 
And uh, yeah, that's that's how that goes for that. But yeah, I definitely think Seattle and Atlanta was a big trade. Um, the Chargers trade with the Cowboys was huge too. I think that's something you got to be slept on. Um, you gotta you gotta know what you like and what you don't like. You gotta know who you're good with, not who you're good with. And I think Tuck made a good move, getting players that he liked. And kind of getting away, getting getting rid of some contracts he probably didn't want to sign, not because he didn't like the players, but maybe he didn't really like the players. And and Dak Prescott going out to to be the Chargers quarterback helps them out because they didn't want probably want to keep Phillip Rivers anyway. We know Phillip Rivers is up for resigns. I assume he'll be a free agent this offseason. You get Dak Prescott. He's he's not. He doesn't seem like a runner off the stats off week one. The stats off week one clearly seems that he wants to throw the ball. So he's got the young quarterback to invest in to really do that. Um, Tuck, though, gets the, the hack I call Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is one of the best young running backs on this game. When I say young, I say that uh, casually. He's about 26 years old, but he's a running back that can do some things a lot of running backs can't do. And getting behind that offensive line with that kind of scheme he likes to run can be extremely deadly. So you saw a man trade to invest in what he does best, and you saw another man trade when he does best, and that's what it all works out to be. There's a key to hit the wall. To make good trades, you got to put away that whole hatred for people, friendship, business man it's all about business it's all about how can i be better and how can you be better right and at the end of the day it's about equality there have been some guys that have paid some heavy tags we know that the ravens just flipped some things to get kamar and they traded a first another first a running starting caliber running back and a starting caliber linebacker to go get kamar but they believed in something they believed in bringing in a young back to half for the long term and um we're satisfied with that deal and i'm sure archer is satisfied with that deal as well we did see the shock of the league the Jalen ramsey deal now, that deal looks a little questionable, especially with the fifth-year option being put in on, on Ramsey. He really wasn't having to pay him. He caught it, He put a call, he cleared a lot of cap by just cutting Darius. You know, because the room around town is, if I was Jacksonville, this is what people say, if I was Jacksonville and I went to salaries page and I looked at how much I was paying my team and I looked at all the cap that I had, not, and I looked at all the rosters that I had on my rosters, who was I going to have to pay most, right? Who was I going to have to pay the most? Well, Darius is on a two-year deal. He's getting five million this year. He's getting twenty-two million next year. His cap penny was light. He could have traded. He could have cut him, and he probably could have re-signed Miles Jack and 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 the Dockway and been straight. But he made a couple other moves. He's still going to be able to move those guys when he wants to. Um, but you did see him move out one of the most premier corners in the game in Jalen Ramsey. He has a plan. He has a vision. I like what Lopez does, and he's being really competitive. He's able to acquire Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle and, and Leonard Fournette is a one-two punch from hell. Uh, you got two battering Rams coming at you all game long. He had a phenomenal first two games, um, but he came up short, and it's all good. But he's building something. He has a vision. That's what it's all about. Have a vision for your team and, and work that vision. Be great with that vision. That's what it's all about. And shout out to the guys that I hear that a lot of people is giving some heat for. Troy Smallwood with the Houston Texans. Caught a lot of gag, caught a lot of heat last year when he when he picked up the uh, Chiefs after I had left out, and they really weren't fit what he wanted to do. But he's building that Texans to what he likes, and and I'm excited to see what he does out there, man. He's sitting there, he should be sitting there running two. No, he's two and zero right now. He's playing well. Defense is kind of he's getting a little groove on defense. He got to figure it out. But I'm gonna tell you, man, if you don't know this AFC, Lord Jesus, AFC is heavy, man. Every man for himself. If you ain't if you ain't winning your division, the wild card race is gonna be crazy. This is gonna be a long ten years if you in the AFC. So prep yourself, man. Buckle up for the ride. LML, we coming right back at you. What's up, man? We back at it. Look, man. Um, next topic, man. Tough divisions. What divisions do I think are tough? So opinionated question. I think it's rooted in a couple things. Are you going by the names of what they've done in past Madden? Are you going by what they've done this Madden? Madden's still fairly new, so guys have different schemes. 
they're playing this matter better than they played last Madden based off how the gameplay works. But then what's the team that they've inherited? I think that that's something that people forget too. So when I look at it, face value, I mean, I would automatically think the AFC West is one of the top divisions in the league. Because you got talented users, but they got decent teams and they've done extremely well to start off the league. I think B-more has got an uproll battle here, but B-more is a grinder. Like I've always said before, be more sneaky if you come in there lazy. Um, but with Ball, with Tremaine, you got two top guys in the, in the division. Then you got Corey Deleen, man. This guy is a sneaker, sne sneaky guy. He's on the outside, but he's making a name for himself. And, he, and we really, I really want to see what he does when the, when the competition starts ramping up for him and what, his, and what his division starts doing. But I think there's a division that's on the other side of the house in the NFC, the NFC West. I think this is a division that you're going to see like last year, in the, like it was the AFC North. You got four talented users with four teams that are actually really decent. How is Lama's going to survive Gurley being hurt? That's a big question right now. Ja'Cory is spinning. Kerry is going to be is doing his thing. Tyler's played extremely well with that roster that he's building up. These are four guys, man, that can really cause some problems for people. But I still think the NFC East has got some talent as well. Andrew's doing the same thing as Tyler. He's building up the Giants. Barreto is a is a is a is a commodity that sometimes he's inconsistent at times, but he has a really good scheme. Slim, we're glad to have him for the long haul. Of course, Tuck. Tuck seems like an early favorite out the NFC with the way he played week one. So we'll see. Because the NFC South has some has some talent to use as well. How does Arch satisfy his, his his how he wants the Saints to look? Wilson has played extremely well uh, with the Buccaneers, and that's a team that maybe he should have played in for originally. And the Panthers, the Panthers. Well, <laughs> that's the next team we got to talk about. The Panthers are over two right now. As an organization that is led by a um, we'll call him a homer, a fandom guy, but Travis man is a diehard Panthers fan. And sometimes I, we don't know if that gets in the way, but I think that right now he just, he's kind of getting his feet wet. Week one, he played against Lamas and the Rams, and the Rams lost Gurley in that game, but don't be confused. There were seven combined turnovers in that game. Lamas had four, Travis had three, but Lamas was able to offensively pass for way more. He had 294 to Travis's 75, and even with, with the hurt Gurley, he rushed for about 49 yards, while Travis only rushed for 82. The Panthers are a team that they run the ball. That's what they do. They got Cam Newton. They got Christian McCaffrey. They have more of a West Coast-style offense. They're going to pass the ball at the backfield. They got they got fast receivers on the outside. Travis has got to figure out an identity. And I think the problem with a lot of guys, they've come to 20 with a 19 mindset. You have got to elevate your game. You have got to change what you do. you got to add new things to your repertoire. If I was in a fight back in the day, I would have came with a certain artillery. I would have came with something. You know, Let's say back in the day what we used was knives, right? Well, guess what? If I'm still using knives now when everybody's using guns, guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to be shit out of water, right? You have to evolve. You have to advance. You have to figure out how to be better. I think that's what's going to be big for Travis. So when you look at Travis right now, week one didn't look too good. Maybe sloppy day. Cam Newton looked so-so. Had a poor passer rating. Didn't really do much on the ground. He had one carry for five yards. This is a mobile quarterback that you want to see do extremely well. And he didn't. He didn't do well at all. McCaffrey looked like a regular, regular running back. So... Let's see what he did week two. Maybe the Panthers in week two showed us something. But now remember, it's still early in the season. Early in the season, there's a lot of things that can change. And we got to remember that. So Travis comes out week two, and he does astoundingly better than what he did week one. The Buccaneers look more even to him. Wilson's a little bit more newer. But you saw him give up a lot of rushing yards this week. Wilson was able to go for over 200 yards rushing fresh off his trade. Travis, though, did respond extremely well compared to last week. The only problem with Travis right now is turnovers. He's got to clean up his turnovers. 
He didn't force a turnover against the Buccaneers, but he had three turnovers, and that really cost him this game where he lost 42-21. He couldn't stop the run. Now, that's that's a whole other problem in itself. But you saw him uh, start to get things a little bit moving. McCaffrey had a better game. Cam, once again, only had one carry. I'm telling you, the secret for the Panthers, you got to get Cam Newton going. As Cam goes, the Panthers goes. Yes, he's healthy, but you can't allow a running back to come off the roster of another team as a backup to come in starting and allow him to get 17 carries for 212 yards. That's not good enough for business. So you got to get that run defense out. Let Uncle Luke be Uncle Luke. That's the key. Let them guys be guys. If you got an X-Man, let him be an X-Man. Don't dumb him down by taking what he does best away from him because you want to be in control. Control is power, but sometimes power gets you lost.